You're listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com, and Lost Final Season was great television. This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is uh, ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And the voice you heard um, at the top of this episode belongs to, of course, John Bailey, who does the voice voiceover work for Honest Trailers. He was at Indie PopCon in, at the end of our aisle and um, was kind enough to record a um, that, that bit for us um, uh, at PopCon in the voice of Honest Trailers to kind of make us feel a little bit more legitimate, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was really nice to talk to and really, uh, really cool. And uh, also, like, I think like 10, not 10%, but, um, like most of his proceeds that he got from the booth went to, um, an autism foundation. So oh, that's cool. So that's very cool. Yeah. So, Tiny, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Pretty good. good. Still riding the PopCon high, if you will. So. Am I? That was convincing. I'm more like, I'm more still recovering from (laughs) the lack of sleep. We're recording this on Wednesday night after PopCon, and that's the proof that I'm getting old, apparently, is that I can't, apparently can't hang. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I went to sleep at nine o'clock on Sunday night. You, uh, we were, we were messaging each other and yeah, I was like, yeah. that's a smart idea. Let's watch Game of Thrones pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was a mistake too, just as a brief aside, cause came home from PopCon exhausted. Then I did something. I think I watched, watched the office and ate dinner and stuff. And then like it came to the point where I was like, okay, I could, I could go to sleep. And then I thought, well, Game of Thrones is coming on. It's a big episode. I should probably watch that. <laughs> so I was exhausted. Then I watched Game of Thrones, which made me like gave me an adrenaline rush. And it was just like I could not go to sleep that night. <laughs> That's a bummer, man. Yeah. And it sucked because I had a big week, a big Monday at work the yeah. next day. So that was interesting. <laughs> so anyway, I'm still recovering. And yeah, I'm hoping that I can get some good sleep this weekend. We're getting old. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll be thirty on Sunday. You will. Yeah. Which, God, dang, yeah, that's that's something. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so this episode is kind of our wrap up episode for Indie PopCon 2016. Kind of our post convention talk. We're gonna kind of go back and forth and talk about some of the highlights of the convention for us. Some of the, I don't even know really any downsides to it, but um, some of the high points. Um. Some of the regrets we may have or, or things we want, we have in mind for next year. Cause we did, as we mentioned at one point, probably in some recording in, in earlier in the uh, first episode from Popcorn, um, we did buy our booth for next year. So we are definitely coming back. Yep. Um, but I want to remind everyone that you guys have a few days left to write us a review on iTunes and then send us a message on Facebook and let us know. And then. Uh, if you do that, then you could potentially get a $10 gift card to Amazon emailed to you, 
Um, it's just something that we're doing to try to get more iTunes reviews, and you have until July 1st to do that. Having said that, now that the iTunes contest is out of the way, welcome new listeners to the podcast. Anyone's, anyone that we picked up from, uh, PopCon, we spent three days at the convention center basically pitching the podcast to anyone who will listen to us. So, um, if you're one of the new listeners, welcome, and I hope you enjoy our show. Yes. Listen to our old episodes. Yes. Please oh, do. Yeah. And we have several, um, 172 for you guys to go through. Yeah. Um, also, and finally, before we get to our actual topic for this uh, segment of this episode, I am so dragging. Um, <laughs> uh, Shocktober in Irvington 3 is happening October 14th, 2016 at the Irving Theater. It's a one night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers. And we're really excited about it. And we actually just, uh, made a Facebook event page for it. It's at shocktoberinervington.com is where you can find the link. And of course, you can find it in the show notes of this episode. And yeah, so we're really excited for that. And we've got confirmation that Billy and Brandon are going to have a short film for us again this year. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure JP is going to have his short film yep. as well. I think he just yeah. recently uh, concluded filming for that. I think so. The yeah. Roman. The Roman, yeah. Is the title. I don't know if he wanted us to announce it. But yeah, it's oh, well. The Roman. <laughs> too late. Um, yeah. I, think, I think he announced it on the Facebook page. I think so, so. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Pat and Tyler from The Nerds You're Looking For, they're talking about making a short. So. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Pat was telling me about his idea, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. So we've got some good stuff coming up for Sharktober and Irvington, but let's reflect on this past weekend, let's, shall we? Let's. It's every year at PopCon, it's... Such a, such a unique experience because we've, I mean, we, we went to the first PopCon as a podcast relatively early in our podcasting career, um, our podcasting life. And to kind of go back every year, it's, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a interesting way to kind of mark our growth in this hobby and our growth in this world. For me, at least, and it's it's really cool. And plus, you get to see a ton of people, and just a lot of people that you see every year at at the convention as well. It's just a lot of fun. So, Tiny, what was what were some of your highlights from PopCon twenty sixteen? Um, I mean, for me, the highlights are always catching up with our convention friends. I mean, mm-hmm. people that we see every year at PopCon. Um, it's becoming a regular thing now uh, after mm-hmm. three years. Um, uh, our friends, uh, Mike and Leslie, who are part of the PopCon crew, mm-hmm. who help us out every year, um, they always stop by the booth several times and just ask us if we, if we need anything, Oh yeah, which I think is just really great service. And they're just cool people, too. I like to hang out with them mm-hmm. other than the convention. So right. that's great, seeing our friends from other podcasts and, and then just making making new friends. Um, we uh, we got to know our booth neighbors a little bit mm-hmm. um, this year. Uh, most notably, I think, Thousand Faces Cosplay. They were right across from us. Yeah. They had a bunch of energy all weekend. They were really fun. They were so, they were so like you said, so energetic. They were so cool. Yeah. So friendly, great. too. Yeah. And, of course, uh, as you may have, as I hope you heard in our last episode, we uh, made a new friend in Gary with mm-hmm. uh, Cinemaside. Um, he was great, and I look forward to 
combing through their content and looking at their stuff. So just making new friends, mm-hmm. catching up with old ones, that's always a highlight for me. Totally. Oh, yeah. That's And it's so... It, I think back to our first year and how out of our element we were with that. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, I don't know. There's something about it that there's something about the convention experience that just kind of makes me really happy about, about it. Like you said, meeting new people. Um, it was just really cool because the first year we didn't know, like, especially with the podcaster stage, we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know how we were going to, handle that or what we were going to do with that like like i granted a lot of what i'm saying is because i was i recently re-listened to our first batch of popcon episodes from popcon 2014 so that's that memory is kind of fresh in my mind and it's like like i go back and i think to that first popcon where we had stage time but we didn't have an, a guest lineup and we ended up just getting um Chick McGee who was so like that was that was a lot of fun and everything but then now it's like like I was thinking about how terrified I was and how absolutely just scary it was at the prospect of being on a stage talking to people in an audience talking to someone interviewing them on on a stage in front of people was so just foreign to me and then i think about it that like since that time we've done popcon 2015 we've done shocktober and irvington we've done shocktober and irvington 2 we've done starbase indie a couple times last year at popcon i at least was on the stage podcaster stage three times and then a panel i was a part of a panel for the uh, third time or, or on, on the fourth time and it's just it's it's just a nice measurement of our growth as, as podcasters in this. And yeah, I, and I loved talking to Gary from cinema side. I thought that that was really insightful and really, I, I feel like we really dug into their, what they're all about and their whole uh, creative process. And I'm really looking forward to um, checking out their stuff. Like I said, I bought uh, their episode of twilight and, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet because I've been so busy with work and everything, but, um, I'm really looking forward to, um, ch- uh, listening to them and, uh, hang, like, uh, networking with them more. Um, and then also like in the, I guess I can go into some of my highlights from this year's popcorn, I guess. Um, going into, uh, or when I was watching, uh, Pat and Tyler from their nose you're looking for when they were interviewing, they were actually interviewing Billy and Brandon on the podcaster stage. Um, you should listen to that on their feed there. It was a really fun interview. <laughs> um, and there was this one lady in the audience who just went crazy for it. She, she was loving every second of it. Really? Yeah. And then like, that's the, this is kind of a, a good, like, this is a good indication of why PopCon is so cool to me and why it's such a nice environment for me is for me personally is that i was i was sitting there in the audience watching uh watching our friends talk and then um some guys came up and then they they were asking about the podcaster stage and then i kind of waved him out i was like yeah you just you know you go up and um just put in a usb and then hit record and you're all set it's not a big deal so then i got to talking to them too and then they turned out that they were uh podcasters uh from indie from uh cult cinema cavalcade and it was just we struck up a conversation we talked about podcasting we talked about um popcon conventions and then they gave me a free shirt for their podcast i was like this is this is like what it's all about this is really cool yeah and it was just it was just such a blast and then 
Also, I don't know if this is a high point or what, but I made a relatively relative to past popcons. I made a lot of purchases <laughs> that yeah. I don't know if I really should have. But um, let's see. I bought a bunch of pop figures. Basically, I bought um, Ferris Bueller dancing, which is kind of a new one, and uh, and then I bought uh, Daredevil. And I bought the TARDIS and the 10th Doctor. And then I also bought you Cousin Eddie, Tony. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to putting them up somewhere or doing something with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two of them at work in my cubicle. But, um, but yeah, and then, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I, I'm still, like, running a little bit of a high from it. I'm still kind of, um, kind of. Uh, readjusting um uh, but yeah it was this year was an absolute blast um tiny how do you feel it compared to past years um i i was just a little bummed this year because karen gillen couldn't be there that that was that was the downside the only downside really well Mm -hmm. and the other downside is that i didn't have enough money to buy things right right. um but that's out of my control Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so i mean that put a slight damper on it for me but once i got there um you know that all just went out the window because there's just too many thing, too many ways to have fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really thought about which ones, if any of them, are better than the others. Um, I think you know that first time we were there is kind of it's kind of special because it was our first convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably at the tops. But I don't know. It's just I, I can't complain at all. It's just uh, it's just a fun time, and uh, it was. It, I like how. PopCon has changed it up. I mean, I think the first year they didn't necessarily know who they were, exactly what they wanted to be. Mm. Um, and so it feels like they just kind of try things out. And so like last year they had that big push for uh, like internet celebrities, like the U- right. YouTuber stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year they didn't have a specific thing, but um, you know, there was more YouTube. There were voice actors there. There were, uh, animation actors there there was mm-hmm. uh just all kinds of different stuff and I, I think it's cool that they're constantly trying new things every year me too um, that works out yeah me too and i feel like this this year had um seemed to have some more like i don't know necessarily say if it was after hour stuff but they kind of had a lot of of <laughs> basically they had a lot of things that I didn't end up doing. Yeah. Um. Which I mean that can transition into kind of some of my regrets for PopCon because I mean anytime there's you know PopCon comes around is that anytime PopCon comes around I always think like okay I'm gonna do this and 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 like I just I just don't have the time energy and I don't want to leave the booth for too long. Right. Because that's also one of the biggest parts of it. And one of the best parts of it is just pitching, pitching what we do to new people and seeing them become interested and, and actually have like genuine um, interest in what we do. Like that's one of the highest points of the entire convention. Um, But the, the downside was that, let's see, probably my, my lowest point of PopCon this year. And this is kind of ridiculous, but um. I think it was Saturday they had an after party thing and the exhibit hall closed at six and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll go home and I'll eat some dinner and then maybe change or something. And then maybe I'll go down and go to the after party stuff and like check out the actual after, after hours things that they have going on. Um, didn't end up happening. (laughs) (laughs) 
And most, mostly that was just because I live on the west side of downtown. And I mean, I paid for parking for the day. And then if I were to go home, I'd have to find another place to park. And, and also I was exhausted. So I don't know. So All that right. was the downside. So I think that might be a goal for next year is go to, go to like panels and, and go to, um, certain, certain things that they have. Cause I know the first year we did PopCon and granted we had Mike there too that first year. So it was a lot easier to manage our schedules and everything at the booth. But like we had, like we went through the program, we scheduled or we circled what panels we wanted to go to, what things we wanted to go to. We went to them and everything. But like, um, like this year and last year, we didn't really do that. And I think part of that is just for me, it was just like, cause I, I love, I, I love being in that moment in, in the, in the space, in the booth, you know, sharing, sharing the podcast with people. But then a part of me is also like, eh, I'm kind of missing out on some stuff. Right. So I think next year, one of my goals is going to be to actually do more popcorn stuff. Yeah. Um, as well as really push the podcast and push our booth stuff. Um, right. Yeah. Do you have any, well, you already said Karen Gillen. Do you have any, do you have any, um, goals for next year or things you want to do next year? Um, I'd, I'd like to really try to interview more, um, interview more people, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily at the booth, but like talk to other podcasters, talk to some more actors or, nice. um, just interview more people. I, the first year I, I kind of, did that i was a lot more oh yeah a lot did. more ballsy about like yeah i, I interviewed like rupert bonham from survivor mm-hmm. and uh, pat mcafee pat mcafee christian Nairn. christian Nairn. um i was just i was pretty gutsy about going up and talking to them yeah you really, were all into it that was awesome yeah i just didn't really do that that much this mm-hmm. year um and I, i'd like to do that more next year just just because it's it's fun yeah totally um, yeah, that'd be something I can work on too. Um, <laughs> I also kind of, I, I kind of, part of me kind of wishes I would have went to the Kevin Smith thing. Um, yeah. which uh, for those who don't know, Kevin Smith had his like premiere screening of yoga hosers at PopCon this year. So basically he came, did an intro to the movie, they screened the movie, then they did a Q and a, and then he recorded a live episode of fat man on Batman, his podcast. Um, I, those tickets were available like separate from popcorn tickets and, and everything. And I, I just didn't get around to buying one and I didn't really knowing how pop, how exhausting popcorn is for me. I knew that I would be really tired. Um, right. So I didn't get to do that, but if they do something similar to that next year, I'm, I might really make an effort to, to do something like that. Or, and, and like I said, that ties into my goals that I already said. So, right. I, I had some friends at work who, uh, went to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was telling me that, um, he was like a half hour late. Yeah. And then like his 30 minute intro was like over an hour. Yeah. That's what and Pat so, and Tyler said. Yeah. It just like ran really late and everything, which yeah. you can pretty much expect that from Kevin Smith because right. if you've ever watched any of his live stuff, he's just a rambler. Oh he yeah. Just go, and it's great. Oh, absolutely. It's part of his personality and mm-hmm. it's what makes him cool and funny and awesome. But you know, at the same time, it's like, it's 9.45, we haven't even started this movie yet. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would have been, exa- my point is, we would have been absolutely done on Sunday oh, if we, oh, we yeah. would have tried to go to that. Oh, yeah, totally. So. Um, also, another goal is I, w- I want to uh, check out more of the live podcasts. Too, yeah. Which would be separate from the panels. But, because, I mean, PopCon's so cool about having a dedicated stage for podcasters and giving them, giving every podcast time on the stage. And, 
like I'd love to just be able to like take an hour, like pick a pick a few podcasts I don't know, take an hour, go sit down um, and just watch them and like experience them for the first time via a live thing. Yeah, so. and I mean it's I, I love the podcaster stage too, and and when I think about it, it's like it's not hesitantly, but it's like forced us into like it's kind of forced us to make friends with like three different people over three years. Oh yeah. Like totally. we got to meet, uh, uh, Chick McGee the first year and he mm-hmm. was awesome and he oh, remembered yeah. us the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to talk to John Graham last year and he mm-hmm. is just a really cool guy who's like super passionate. Oh yeah. And then we got to meet Gary from cinema side this year. And it's just like, we probably never would have met those or like, at least we wouldn't have like ongoing relationships with those people. If it, Absolutely. Weren't, if it weren't for that podcaster stage so absolutely and that's one of the things that i remember the first year the first year when they they didn't really it seemed like they didn't really know what exactly what they had planned for it yeah so like the first year they had to say like okay well um email us a list of three of the three of the guests that you would want to have on the stage with you and we'll see if we can get them to do it and we're like okay well here here's these three people and then like they kind of they kind of decided like okay well that's logistically that's not really possible to work out all that information so just if approach someone and ask if they'll be on the stage with you and that's like that's what we've done basically mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's been that was kind of a tipping point in terms of you know approaching people that that we don't know and that that we want to get to know better and interview on our podcast and it's just i don't know it's it's that them having that style of um or that that kind of uh policy in place for the podcaster stage i love because like i said the like the first the first day of popcon this year i like when we actually it was when we were setting up we didn't know i like i didn't know anything about cinema side right at all i just saw i just saw their banner and i read it and i was like oh they do like riff tracks things like mst3k that sounds interesting so then that night um I just I looked through their website and I I kind of got a sense of what they're all about and then that's when I went up and um uh introduced myself to them the next day and that's when I asked them if they want to be on the podcaster stage with us and and it was so cool also because they were so happy they were so like thrilled about that and I was like that's right. that's so cool it's 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 really cool that it's not like that environment's like okay go up to someone in a coffee shop or whatever and be like hey uh you know, come stand on a stage with me for an hour and let me talk talk to you. <laughs> it's like that's a weird like that that context in popcorn is the only way that you can really do that without looking like an idiot Agreed. or or being weird. But it was yeah. like they were super receptive to it. They were really nice guys, and uh, yeah. So so that was that was another high point, obviously. And uh, yeah. So other than. That we're kind of rambling a little bit. Is there yeah. anything we want to say about this year's PopCon before we go to the booth recordings? Uh, I mean, we doted on it pretty pretty hard, uh, right? Yeah, we. I had a great time. Always have a great time at PopCon. Um, thanks to the 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 folks who put on the convention every year. You know, yeah, for thanks. sticking with it and oh yeah, doing I, a good job. Yeah. I actually sent them an email yesterday saying like, "Hey, thanks. We, you know, the podcast, blah blah blah. We wouldn't wouldn't really be where like what we are today if it wasn't for the effect of Popcon and mm-hmm. uh, in the first year. And then this year, it's really great to see them uh, grow to what they are now. Like we had people like for like the first year, people people." when we asked them at the at the uh, booth when we asked them like oh what what brought you to popcorn they're like well 
you know, Christian Nairn's here or, um, um, Kevin Eastman's here. Yeah. And, and like they would say like, oh yeah, that's what, that's what, um, that's what I'm here for. And then second year is like, oh wow, you came, you came from Ohio. You came from Missouri. You came from wherever. Like what brought you to Popcorn? They're like, oh, Markiplier's here. I want to see, I want to see all the YouTubers and everything. And then this year, like two or three times, I was like, where are you from? And then they're like, oh, um, I think like Kansas City and Buffalo. And I was like, what brought you to Popcon? And they're like, Popcon. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's cool. I was like, that is so awesome. Yeah. Um, and then next year people are going to be like, the obsessive viewer brought me here. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, they did. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so we had such a blast at Popcon. If we met you at Popcon and you haven't been turned away by rambling in this, um, episode, then, then thank you for listening. And, um, we hope that we, can keep you as a listener for um, a long while um, in the future and many more PopCons to come. And so we are going to basically go into our booth recordings this year. Every year we do this. Um, every year at PopCon we ask a specific question to the people who stop by our booth. And if they want to, they record their answer for us and we put them together into a compilation of the recordings into the PopCon episode. And this year, uh, first of all, first of all, I should mention, Tiny, when uh, when we were on stage with Gary and you asked him the two questions that we did before, I had completely forgotten what the second question was for, from last year. Oh, really? So I was so I was so glad that you actually that you said it and that I didn't because like I was afraid that you were going to like say like uh and then like kind of motion to me or whatever to to prompt him for the second one because I I didn't remember at all. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and it's funny because it was a really good question. But anyway, so um, the first year we asked what their favorite movie and what what your favorite movie and TV show is, and then the second year we asked what movie or TV universe you would want to be a part of, um, and then this year we asked what movie, TV show, or franchise would you want to remake, reboot, or revive, um, and why? And we got a lot of really good answers. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. There was a lot of stuff that, um, I hadn't even considered as a mm-hmm. rebootable, basically. Uh, a couple things I hadn't even heard of that were really interesting to me. Um, when they pitched it, uh, when, like when I asked for them to explain what exactly it was, um, that's one of the things that makes it such an interesting question. Cause, you know, you think, um, like, you know, you, consider like okay remakes reboots like that's like those are like horrible words in yeah and the entertainment field and with good reason but when you separate that like like obviously there's a knee-jerk reaction of like okay you know you can't you can't remake anything that's sacrilegious Mm -hmm. um but if you think about it when you ask that question and you have people who are passionate about some a property that didn't maybe didn't get their fair their fair due um, and you hear their responses to why they would re- remake it, you, it comes from a place of such passion. So that was one of the things that I uh, kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised that I got this response because I, I really liked hearing this, the answer to this question. And it wasn't something that I'd planned when, when we discussed what question we would ask. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was such a cool, a cool way to get someone to talk about something that they're passionate about and something that they want, they would like to see more of. So that was, that was kind of the thought process, accidental thought process, I guess, into, um, asking this question. So without further ado, Tiny, do you have anything more to say or should we go to the, 
I say we go to it. Alrighty. So here are our booth recordings for the third annual Indie PopCon at the Indiana Convention Center, June 17th to the 19th, 2016. Like, much like, like, The X-Files just came back, or 24 is coming back, or Prison Break, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. So what, uh, what movie franchise or TV show or what have you would you like to see revived uh, a la The X-Files? Firefly. We would like Firefly, yeah. We feel like Joss Whedon's free now, and uh, Nathan Fillion's free too. Castle's done, so I think just bring the whole group together. I think we'll be all right. That's true. That is a good point. Yeah. Right, so you're fi- Firefly as well. Yeah, but on the topic of Joss Whedon, also Doctor Horrible sing along blog. It's not really a movie, but I'd, I'd like to see a sequel. Oh yeah, I think everyone would love to see a sequel to that. Oh yeah, and uh, just what are your guys' names and where you're from? Uh, Kevin McCasland. I'm Melanie Trin, and, and we're, we're both, both from, from Grand Rapids. Rapids. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, this episode will be up next week, probably. So if you want to hear it, you can subscribe and do all that. Okay. Now we're recording. Okay. All right. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, plug Indie Filmmakers Network and all that stuff. Hi, I'm Nathan Bechtold, and I run the Indiana Filmmakers Network. I am a state board member, regional director, and I run the Lafayette chapter as well. Uh, And we have free monthly meetings every second Tuesday of each month at the Hamilton uh, IMAX 69. Uh, or 16, I'm sorry, on I-69. And, um, yeah, every month meeting is different. We have different guest speakers. And it's for every form of media, uh, acting, not just filmmaking itself, but there's filmmaking is, is a team effort, and every aspect of, of filmmaking needs to be there. And it's a great uh, resource, free resource, mind you, um, to network with fellow creatives around the state. Sweet, that's awesome. And I keep meaning to make it to a meeting, but my schedule never matches up. So, like, between, like, this this PopCon and next PopCon, I will be at at least, at very least, one or two of the meetings. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, so we've been asking everyone at the convention what uh, movie, if you could revive, remake, or reboot any movie, franchise, or TV show, what would it be and why? Well, let me first say that uh, the franchises that I think really should get a revival, not a reboot, but a revival is, you know, Stargate. Stargate ran for a very long time. It has a good, deep-set fan base, and I think they've taken way too long to get back to it. And I know that they want to do, like, movies based on the original movie in the 90s. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but that's disregarding most of the, the franchise since thereof. But it'd be really nice to see a continuating series or something like that. Um that being said, the movie, I'm not a big remake guy, but <laughs> the, the movie that I've always loved to, I would I would love to see is The Valley of Guanji. <laughs> yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> so The Valley of Guanji is a Ray Harryhausen film from the 60s. It kind of has that uh, Mighty Joe Young, uh, King Kong uh, a- atmosphere. But think about this. It's, it's 310 to Yuma meets Jurassic Park. <laughs> that sold me on it right there. So if you reconstruct the script a tiny bit, but keep the what it really is all about, uh, take away some of that King Kong element about the giant beast that goes crazy and kills people because of greedy bastards, that, that could stay in there, but you need to focus on the love interest and some of that stuff a little more than the original new movie. But I think that'd be a fantastic film to be remade with a decent budget, not just like, hey, let's go in the backyard and do it, but, you know, with like stick figures and claymation. But 
but really, I mean, in to do with today's uh, special effects and acting and, and production quality, I think it'd be outstanding. Now, that being said, there's a lot of Harryhausen films I think would be great. Uh, I also like um, um, the, the Crater Mouse series from Britain would be wonderful. I think they are planning on doing a remake of that series. Uh, it's a very, it kind of inspired Doctor Who and things like that in the early days of the 50s, 60s. Uh, so there's a lot of things that I think have uh, a lot of quality for remakes or revivals, um, but it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely tricky. Oh, yeah. That's a great answer, too, because I, I was not aware of it and, or, at all. So that's awesome, and just that sounds amazing. Uh, so why don't you tell, us, tell our listeners where they can find Indie Filmmakers Network or Indiana Filmmakers Network and uh, online and everything. So, yeah, uh, check us out on Facebook, but we also have a good uh, meetup group. I, I, I'm trying to promote meetup as an application. It's actually fantastic. We've got a lot of new people off there. Um, it's a it's a free forum for the most part, but if you want to set up stuff, I think they, they charge you. Um, but you can look at us up on Facebook and meetup. Um, we've gotten rid of some of our other stuff, but you can look us up at IndieFilmmakers.net online. Uh, it's not a very active website, and Indie Film News is not a very active uh, website. Uh, there's Film Indiana, which is also not a very active. Uh, that's what we're trying to change, though. Indiana with media, there's a great resource. There's so many creatives out there working in, in, in different forms of media and filmmaking and acting. Uh, and there are wonderful resources. There's a great uh, talent agencies and things like that we work with. We have tons of affiliates across the state. But the problem is, is getting them all together networking everybody uh, and a lot of people like to stay online to network well that's okay and that's a great for great for promoting yourself but the problem is it takes away the personal networking and when you get to talk with somebody face to face and you look them in the eye and you know where they stand it's a lot easier and so we give a free forum uh, monthly at different locations around the state um and like i said i do the lafayette chapter and I, i've been doing that for eight years Indianapolis chapter, we meet at the uh, Goodrich uh, Hamilton IMAX uh, 16 every second Tuesday and with different um, topics and different guest speakers. Uh, last This last Tuesday, we had networking uh, in the, how to network in the entertainment industry uh, by a professional for, who has worked in L.A. and all around, and she normally charges a lot for our seminars. And these are the kind of resources that people should be taking. And I know it's hard to get work off and things like that, especially for the people who are making indie films. They don't they don't have a lot of time. They're working a, a regular job, too. And I get that. Um, but sometimes, you know what? My thing's always been that the dream is easy. And people like to dream. And that's no, that's okay. But, you know, you got to put some effort into making that dream real. And instead of just working and doing your own films and not paying attention to what other people are doing and, and just staying inclusive, that's not really how the industry works. And when you look at a film... Look at the credits. I mean, and that's just that's just the people they want to credit. There's people that don't get on the credits that worked in that film. It's a team effort, and and that's the whole thing in, in the industry in itself. You have to work with other people. So, okay, I'm done spieling. <laughs> well, that's great, and I really hope that people go and check out the meetings and everything. Yeah, please. Everything. That's that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk soon. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by and have a good convention. Thank you, Matt. Have a good one. Right, so, of course, just introduce yourself, say your name, your podcast, all that stuff, and where you're from. All right. My name is Jake Johnston. Of course, you've heard me on here before, as we've heard you on our show, the World's Almost Finest Podcast. Of course, we're on the FNX Network. You can check us out, or uh, Facebook.com slash World's Almost Finest, Instagram, World's.Almost.Finest. That's a new one for me. And at WAlmostFinest on Twitter. 
Sweet, right on. So the question we're asking everyone is uh, what movie, show, or franchise would you remake, revive, revamp, re-whatever, um, if you could, and why? And how would you do go about doing that? Oh, well, you know, I, I saw the question. I had to think about it. And I don't want to go the normal route that everybody would say, oh, reboot something that was classic in the past or something. But I keep having a movie that comes back to me, and I think it needs to be redone, and I think it could have franchise capabilities if done correctly. There was a movie in, I believe it was 94, starring Alec Baldwin, and of course it was called The Shadow. I am not familiar with that. Interesting. Oh, The Shadow, uh, it's it's based off those old pulp-type stories, you know, from the 1920s and stuff. And it's like this guy, this story's a little confusing, like, he grew up in uh, Mongolia or something, or he was a, a big evil guy, and then somebody put a curse on him to where he has the ability to turn his body into a shadow itself and move through the darkness. And when he does that, he wears, like, this big hat and a red scarf over his face, and he's got one of the big jackets that acts as a cape as well, and, and he has the, his followers that um, they know when he's calling because he has a ring, and if the ring lights up and they see it, they're like, all right, I got to go somewhere. And uh, he basically is, he becomes a good guy. And the movie, he has to fight back against uh, Genghis Khan, I believe it is, trying to come back searching for this dagger. It's a, it's a confusing movie, but I believe that it, it's due for a reboot, especially in today's superhero franchise and everything that's happening, that it could really, really do well. And if done correctly... A hero that can turn invisible, basically, or turn into a shadow and move through the darkness. That's awesome. That's a really cool concept. I've, I've never heard of it. That's interesting. Yeah. I remember going into Halloween one time because the costume's awesome. Like I said, he's got the cape jacket, the big uh, hat, um, kind of Undertaker style, if you think about it. One of them big hats. The, the scarf over the face. And then he has pistols uh, in his arms right there where he the holster. He could just pull them straight out, and they're like golden pistols or something. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. That's that's a very unique answer. We have not had... I don't believe we've had anyone say that for this weekend, so that's, that's awesome. That's oh, very yeah. cool. I mean, it's like you get scenes where somebody thinks they're alone in their apartment, or they're alone in their house, and the lights aren't on or something, but all you, they do is... And it's Alec Baldwin's voice in the movie, so he'll be like... If he goes to see someone named Jerry, he'll be like, Jerry Large or something... You've been lying to me, Jerry. And he's searching around. Where's he at? I can't find him. He's in the dark. He's invisible. That is cool. That's very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So once again, tell everyone where they can find The World's Almost Finest. Oh, yeah. The World's Almost Finest podcast, part of the FNX.network. We have all of our episodes on there. You can uh, hook up with us at WAlmostFinest on Twitter, Facebook.com slash World's Almost Finest. Instagram, worlds.almost.finest, where we got all the pictures from this year's PopCon that we've been taking and everything like that. So, yeah, that's where you can find us. Sweet. Right on. Well, thanks for stopping by, and have a good rest of the convention. Oh, you too, man. And check out The Shadow. I'm telling you, it is, uh, it's confusing, but it's a cult classic. Nice. I'll definitely have to check that out. Awesome. I'm here with uh, my friend and co-host on my other podcast, uh, Chad, and uh, he's going to answer our question, uh, what franchise movie TV show would you revamp, relaunch, re-whatever, if you could, and why? So here's Chad. Hey, everybody. Um, so I don't know if anybody's ever had this thought before. I, I kind of would like to see the movie Pleasantville turned into a TV show. 
but in a way, it, it's hard because I think nowadays, I don't know that that actual show could be pulled off by itself, like as a standalone show. You, I feel like you would almost have to go the way of like the Brady Bunch movie, where you have like maybe one family in that Pleasantville type mindset and then everybody else is more modern day and they're just kind of oblivious to everything. I don't know how well it could go you know, I I see it being like a one season thing. I don't think it would last much past that. Um, It'd be cool if it did. I mean but that was my thought. That's the only one thing I really thought of because the smart ass in me thought of the old, old show Make Room for Daddy because it was very much a Pleasantville type of sitcom way back in the day. It was black and white. Really, as far as I remember, it was mostly set in the home. I think they might have had a couple outside set pieces, but it was usually just in the house, and it was just, you know, the mom, the dad, the two kids. Jeepers, Dad, you know, what did you do today? That type of thing. Um, it was on Nick at Night. That's the only reason I know what it was. I saw it when I was a kid at Nick at Night, but that was my thought. So anyway, um, glad you guys are having a good time at the con. And anybody listening, uh, you know, check out Tiny and I on Secular Perspective. Um, I also do have another offshoot of my own that I will plug because I'm here, and it is uh, Chad Demanda Talk Shit About. Um, it's more or less we'll take more off-the-wall, uh, more offbeat type of news stories talk about those a little bit and then if possible try to incorporate uh, some past life experience stories that may or may not relate to that and it's just a way to kind of document uh, a lot of the memories I had from my childhood and stuff like that that I think other people might enjoy so anyway that's it very awesome thanks Chad okay so I'm here with Pat from the Nerds You're Looking For podcast and, uh, yeah, uh, why don't you tell us, Pat, what uh, movie or show or franchise you would remake, reboot, revive, if you could, and why? So, I am a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I, I've kind of grew up on the games. It was kind of one of the first video games that I really just nerded out over. I was always playing that game. And I think that the characters have really cool backstories, and they've tried a couple of times and a couple of different ways to make that more of a movie franchise and kind of a... They did a web series for a while that was supposed to be end up being a movie, but then they never made the movie called Mortal Kombat Legacy. And I think that's the closest they've gotten to a legitimate Mortal Kombat franchise. But if it was me that was doing it, I would try to take... Stay away from the supernatural as much as possible. Like, obviously, there's different realms, and you kind of have to keep that in play. But I think the further that you can get away from the the different realms and the supernatural and kind of do what Nolan did for Batman, kind of ground it as much as physically possible, I think there's a really cool maybe TV series, maybe a Netflix original, or a movie franchise. I think it's there... They, they have the people that want it, like me, <laughs> that are kind of waiting for a really good series or a really good franchise movie franchise. So I think the potential's there, but it just hasn't lived up to that yet. Sweet. And why don't you tell us where we can find the Nerds You're Looking For podcast, for those who don't know. Well, I mean, we have a website, thenerdspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, at the Nerds Podcast. We're also at the Nerds Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Google+, Plus, all that good stuff. We're basically on any podcatcher you use, most notably, of course, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. 
Right on. Well, I hope you have a good rest of the convention, and we're just a few steps away, so I'll be bugging you the rest of the day. Per usual. Right, right. So I'm here with our uh, frequent guests and uh, friends of the show, Billy and Brandon, watch movies. Um, and we've been asking people all weekend if you could remake, revamp, relaunch, re-whatever, any movie show franchise, what would it be and why? Uh, so do you guys have an answer? Yes, it would be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film franchise, specifically. For sure. Okay. Yeah, we came up with like a, we came up with like a six movie arc. Kind of, kind of Batman Begins style. Like you start with, uh, start small with like the Mousers and the Rat King, a pairing you've never had before. Like, but super obvious. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, just kind of build from there. Like you don't really even show Shredder until later on, and just kind of take it back to its roots. Like that first 1990s movie, you know, that kind of tone. I think that's everybody's favorite. That's my favorite because all the other ones suck, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the animated one was good, and you know, I'd rather have that than nothing, and more so than the newer films. Well, well, you guys are filmmakers; get to work on it. Well, we had an outline <laughs> that we talked about. <laughs> They're welcome to reach out to us at any time, BillyandBrandon.com. Just send us an email, and uh, we'd be happy to work with you on, on rebooting your Ninja Turtles series. <laughs> Very cool. That's a great answer. I think that's the first Ninja Turtles we've gotten all weekend, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, anyways, what are you guys working on for Billy and Brenda? What's what's up next for you guys? Well, we are finishing the birdcage, uh, hopefully very soon. And then we're going to try to wrap up season two. And then we have spent the weekend talking about trying to find a way to do shorter, more accessible items. Uh, maybe not specifically Billy and Brenda watch movies, but just branching out and doing something... New. And there's this uh, this thing we've done the last few years, Shocktober in Irvington. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, never heard of it. Yeah, we've uh, so we did uh, Intruder one and two the last two years, and we're working on three now. So that's really awesome. I I can't wait because you guys always turn out something fun. So uh, where can we find you guys? Uh, your your YouTube channel and everything. Is it billionbrandon.com? Okay. It's not a porn. It's just billionbrandon.com. <laughs> and uh, what's our what's our YouTube? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Billy and Brandon watch movies. I think it's the full thing. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you guys had that locked down. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. All right. So first off, uh, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Jalen. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Oh, cool. Well, thanks for coming to PopCon. Um, so we've been asking people all day, uh, what movie or TV show or franchise would you relaunch or remake if you could? I would definitely remake Steel. Probably Shaquille O'Neal really did the character wrong. Yeah, that was a pretty rough movie. Um, do you know who you'd want to play, the main character? Anyone other than Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> really good answer. All right, well, thanks for coming out, man. All right, thank you. Uh, why don't you tell us your name and where you're from? Yeah, my name is Ryan Green, and I'm from Lafayette, Indiana. Right on. Welcome to PopCon. Thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, so we've been asking people what movie or show... Uh, would they want to remake or reboot or re-whatever um, for a modern audience? And, and, uh, and what would you like to see remade and uh, what would you like to see different, I guess? Sure, I would like to see uh, Cheers redone because uh, I just I kind of think uh, everybody likes that spot where everybody knows your name, you know? I think that could work nowadays, so. Sweet, right on, right on, great. Well, thanks for stopping by and hope you have a good convention. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Okay, so uh, to start out, where, where are you from, and uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Marcus, and I'm from Indianapolis. 
Very cool. And uh, you have uh, your own podcast as well. Uh, want to tell us about that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a member of the Hammer and Nigel Show, a local podcast that focuses on you know local media and uh, personalities in the area. Uh, essentially, we basically get those guys and girls to come out to a bar, get drunk with us, and then we interview them for an hour. That's that sounds like a great time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the most ridiculous moments happen on this show. We've had we've had a guy get get his get waxed on the show. We've had fetish models. We've had Paulie Shore. We've had Carlos Messia. A bunch of people. So it's a real good time. You know, www.hammerandnigel.com. Check us out. We're on YouTube as well. Very cool, man. Um, so the whole uh, whole day we've been asking people, what movie franchise or TV show would you like to see remade or relaunched? Okay. Um, well, you know, being a sci-fi guy a little bit, uh, I'd have to say the two actually are from the same guy, Joss Whedon. It would be either Firefly or we're talking some Dollhouse action. Dollhouse is kind of awesome. You know, Fox being Fox, though, they kill shows well before their time, so... Hopefully somebody will eventually get that idea together and pick it up or at least get a spiritual successor to it. I love that answer. That's at the top of my list, too. So, All right, well, uh, thanks for stopping by. And one more time, what's the name of your podcast? The Hammer and Nigel Show. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks. Okay, I'm here with Matt and Shirley from Nerds Domain. Uh, how are you doing, guys? Uh, doing fantastic. Really good. Nice, nice. So we're asking everyone what movie, show, or franchise would they want to reboot, remake, revive, re-whatever, um, if they could, and why would they Why would they do it, and how would they do it? So, uh, in the 80s, there was a cartoon called Thundercats, and that's not my answer. Okay. Oh, so, man, that would have been amazing. Well, but they rebooted that here recently, yeah, and it was, it was good, but not great. Um, so, the same people with the same voice actors made another show called Silverhawks. Uh, okay. Which is not as well known. But it's essentially space cowboys, um, and they fight against Monstar, <laughs> which uh, is voiced by the exact same person as um, uh, the mummy guy, Munra, Mumra, Mumra, the Ever Living. Um, gotcha. But it's it's over the top and fun, and I want to see live action like. But I want to see like a Netflix style where they know how many episodes they can get out of a budget, and that's what they do oh, with nice. the sci-fi and the and the you know all the special effects you're going to need. There's a their 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 pilot. His name is Bluegrass, and he pilots the ship and then uh, shoots uh, sound waves out of his electric guitar. <laughs> that's awesome. So I, I really want to see like a more adult, like serious take on it that could be fun still. Um, kind of along the lines of uh, you know something like the Avengers, where it's still like it's serious, but there's a lightheartedness to it. Something along those lines. That's that's what I want to see rebooted. Thundercats would be great, but I want to see live action more than I want to see cartoons. Okay. And the Thundercats, there's just so much makeup there. I don't know that that would. I don't know that that would work. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. What do you about? What about you, Shirley? God, I'm still thinking. Um. Thundercats was pretty amazing. They've already done Transformers, which it was well, not very good at that. all. We could get a reboot of that that's about the Transformers instead of about Sh- Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, what did I like when I was watching TV? Good night. Oh, there. Oh, I was thinking. Um, now I forgot the name of it. Um, where what's his face jumps the shark a- into the lives of other people. 
Oh, Quantum Leap? Quantum oh, leap. my God. Yeah. Quantum Leap. Yeah. I think we actually already got an answer to that. But yeah, what? That Where? No, no. I think somebody else. Oh, yeah, you've already got that answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome. I think Quantum Leap, especially with, I mean, I know that it tackled, um, you know, the political and things in the 80s. I think with everything that's going on nowadays, it could tackle some really good uh, issues. To play um, Sam. To yes. play the, the oh my gosh, that would be that would, amazing. So really Scott Bakula, who, okay. who has aged yes. well, but still is, is much older than he was, they right. could bring him in and then have a younger actor play, play that character that jumps from body to body that doesn't know what he's doing. That's that would so be fantastic. Quantum leap. There. Yeah, that's, that's a good my, answer. That's, that's a answer. really good answer. I love it. Oh, that would be cool. That would be very that's, cool. I, that's a much better answer than what I gave. Right. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying yes, you're exactly right. Um, no. so, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, why don't you tell us where we can find Nerdsdomain and all the stuff you guys do? Uh, you can find us at nerdsdom.com. You can go to Facebook at Nerdsdomain, Twitter at Nerdsdomain. I'm at Quiet. Shirley is. I'm at SNED70. Um, and then uh, you can find us at any PopCon, but next year we don't know our booth number. This probably will go up afterwards. So, <laughs> All right, right on. Well, thanks for talking to us, and enjoy the rest of the convention. Okay, sir, uh, what's your name and where are you from? Hey, I'm Tony Troxel. I'm from here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Awesome, and uh, we've been asking people all weekend, what uh, franchise or movie or TV show would you revamp, revive, remake, whatever you want to call it, uh, and why would you do it? So uh, do you have an answer for that? Actually, after much thought and much discussion, the Tron series. The original Tron film was great. I loved it growing up. When Tron Legacy came out in, um, what, 2010, 2011, that, that was very good. I really, really enjoyed that. And one of the first films I actually saw in Disney 3D. Too. And uh, the animated series that was on Disney XD, Tron Uprising, that was very good. A lot of the effects seem to have come from the uh, Legacy movie. A lot of the voice, uh, some of the voice actors had come over from it. They keep saying they're going to make more of the films and maybe continue the series. And I'm like, give it to me, Disney. I need this. I need more light cycles. I need to see the newest iteration of the tanks. Give this to me, Disney. I'm with you. I thought Tron Legacy was really underrated. I, I thought it was a great movie, and the original is super fun, so I'm right there with you. Um, you having a really good con so far? Oh, enjoying the heck out of it. Indie PopCon is always a good time. Third year, third year being here. Enjoy the heck out of it. Awesome. Uh, do you have a booth here this year, or are you just walking around? I do not have a booth. Shameless plug time, because you set me up for it. I am here as a member of the press. I run the Geekin' in Indiana blog at www.geekinandindiana.com. And just talk about a lot of local geekery. I like it. Hey, the con's all about promotion, man. So I'm right there with you. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, why don't you uh, tell us your name and where you're from? I'm Josh, and I'm from uh, Indianapolis. So sweet, right on. So we're asking people what movie show, what movie show or franchise they would reboot, remake, revive, and how they would do it. So uh, what do you got for us? Uh, I would revise or reboot Hercules. Uh, I, I think that series from Kevin Sorbo in the 90s uh, left off. I don't know if I would bring Xena uh, uh, back or, or uh, counterparts to it, but I would bring Hercules back. Nice. Right on. Right on. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for stopping by, man, and uh, thank you for your service to the country. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> thanks a lot. Okay, so uh, what's your name and where are you from? Um, my name is Giovanni Velasquez. I am from Holyoke, Massachusetts. Wow, so you traveled. Uh, did you drive here, fly here? I actually flew here. 
Wow, that's awesome. Thanks for coming out. Um, so all day we've been asking people if you could remake or revamp or relaunch any kind of franchise, movie, or TV show, uh, what would it be? And do you have an answer for that? Um, I would actually do Halloween, the new one that's coming out. I'm actually really excited for the movie to come out, and I'm also excited that John Company is going to be a part of it. Um, but obviously we just have to wait and see before the trailer because too much hype can, like, ruin it. <laughs> so... It's so I'd rather just wait and see for the trailer. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, my my two co-hosts, Matt and Mike, they're huge Halloween fans, uh, and they're really looking forward to it. So, uh, do you have any ideas about who you'd want to play Michael Myers or anything like that? I don't know, um, but if anything, I, I will. I don't know. For some reason, I like the guy from Halloween Five that played Michael Myers, um, but most people don't like that. I mean, didn't like the mask, but to me. I just like the I just like the way he played Michael Myers for some reason the way he stand the way he walked and obviously it's not um it was a traditional Michael Myers in my opinion but if the if they are going to bring um another actor to play Michael Myers I feel like they should have like a, a small person not a, I mean an average height person because um in the remakes they got this tall guy and it was alright but Michael Myers should not be huge he's What's scary about Michael Myers was that he was just a normal guy, and he just put on a mask and haunt people on Halloween night, and no one didn't know who what happened until the sequel came out. So, very cool. I like your ideas, man. That's cool. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with friend and frequent guest of the podcast, Robert Fekas, who's waving even though he knows that it's an audio only format. That's fine. Um, uh, for our listeners, he is in a Ninja Turtles shirt and a Cowboys hat. Not a cowboy hat, but a cowboy's... You know, it's a cowboy hat. Okay. It's a ten-gallon hat. <laughs> right. Jesus. So anyway, uh, of course, uh, Fekis, why don't you tell everyone your name and where you're from that they already know. I am Robert Fekis from Indianapolis. Well, thanks for stopping by our booth, Robert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the question we're asking everyone is, what show, movie, or franchise would you revive, reboot, remake, re-whatever... Um, if you had the chance, and why? Well, I'm just going to have to go with the David Duchovny classic Red Shoe Diaries on uh, Showtime. <laughs> that got me through a lot of tough years in my uh, formative age. Um, no, no, seriously. Uh, being a huge Ninja Turtle fan, uh, I want to see them reboot the Ninja Turtle franchise like yesterday. Because Out of the Shadows was just terrible, just terrible. Bring it back to the original comics, make it darker, make it serious. Let's get rid of the cartoonish Baxter Stockman, and let's make it let's make it good. And I, I think it can be done. I think there's a market for it, especially for 30-year-old guys like me that still love the Turtles. You heard it here first. Make the Turtles great again from Robert Vegas. <laughs> Build that wall. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we exchanged some texts about Out of the Shadows, but... Yeah, that Baxter Stockman. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that like I. Medea's Baxter Stockman. <laughs> right. Like I didn't have a problem with him being cast. Like I think no, that he no, no, be no. Good. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, but my God, just that—the way he was portrayed and just the ridiculous exposition, just the way it was doled out. Like it was just terrible. Like I had fun with the first movie. Sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but it was. 
how have the Ninja Turtles had this amazing technology that this alien from a different dimension comes in and we're like, oh, our computer says that's Kring and that's the Technodrome. We know this because of our technology. No, come on. Oh, yeah. So, so silly and just not the good kind. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I think it would be cool if they remade it and did it better and not, not even necessarily darker for me because, I mean, I, I loved the Ninja Turtles for a, a couple years growing up and then it just turned into just Power Rangers all around for me. So I don't have, like, as strong of a nostalgic tie to Ninja Turtles as a lot of other people my age do. Like you, yeah. But it's it's still just it didn't sit well with me as someone outside of the fandom, and I can't imagine that if I didn't like it, that people in the fandom would just not take to it at all. And I understand that completely. I've actually seen some people defend it, and I just I don't see it. Like Casey Jones, they made him a corrections officer. It's like no, he's not a correction. He's a street. He's a street tough kid. I mean, he's not. That, that made when I ah I, I hated it hated it yeah oh yeah oh god yeah so hopefully they'll do that someday without and I hate to even I hate to even blame like Michael Bay because he produced it or whatever I, I don't blame Michael Bay Michael Bay was producer the first one made a bunch of money they made a sequel and he's like I'll produce this right but the filmmaking style was like aping Michael Bay's techniques a lot like. Like, the first action scene with Casey Jones felt like like they were cutting around the action so hard, and it was so yeah. jarring. I couldn't make sense of what was happening, and I, all I thought was, Stephen Amell is from Arrow. He's used to, the, like, he can, he can, like, I'm sure he can shoot, or he can perform choreography that is filmable, and it just seemed like they were cutting around it completely, and it made no sense whatsoever, and it was... Oh man, it it sucks. It just sucks. It did. And we had the same kind of climax as in the first one. You have a transformer-like villain in the air on top of a high platform, and that's where we fight now. Exactly. And it felt like it felt like the uh, the heist scene, the uh, the police convoy scene, was like, okay, well, the Dark Knight did it really great. Let's just do the same thing the Dark Knight did. The kind of climactic thing. It's like, okay, well, you know. Avengers had aliens come come from the sky. Let's do that too, <laughs> and it just felt so derivative of much better things that have been in in the cultural uh, consciousness from like even ten years ago. Less than that, less time than that. It's it's irritating. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I even as an Instrumental fan, I was hoping to be able to defend it, and I just can't. I can't at all. It's, it was awful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. On that note, thanks for thanks for recording with us here at PopCon. Are you going to make it to our podcaster stage time? Probably. Um, Good. Is it inside this area? Uh, no, it's outside of the it's outside of the exhibit hall. But yeah, <laughs> I get you. I understand. So, all right. Well, thanks for stopping by. And uh, yeah, you can hear Beckus's voice on many other episodes of the podcast. Just uh, check the feed and all that for his guest spot. So, thanks for stopping by. Nope. All right, sir. Uh, where are you from, and what's your name? Oh, my name's Salvatore Raber. I'm from Fowler, Indiana. I'm here because my son really wanted to do this, and, well, he's 15. You just can't let him go to Indianapolis by themselves. Hey, you're a good dad for bringing your son. Um, so we've been asking people, uh, what franchise or movie or TV show would you remake or revamp or relaunch if you could? I, if I could bring anything back, I think a show ended too soon. I'm a big animation kind of guy. I don't watch a whole lot of your 
your, your nighttime dramas or anything. There's a, a show called Young Justice uh, done by Warner Brothers. Um, as a kid, I used to be a big Justice League fan, um, big Justice League Unlimited fan. It's, it's something I like a lot. I love that whole genre. And they did that, uh, that spinoff where they did the young, young sidekicks. They really, really did it well, and it only went about three seasons, and it could have gone about four more. Okay, great. That's a really cool answer. We haven't heard anything like that so far. Um, thanks for coming to the convention. Hope you have a good time. Thank you very much. You need to watch this. This is amazing. All right. So, uh, so yeah, why don't you tell us uh, your names and where you're from? All right. Well, my name's Alex. I'm from here, from uh, Indiana. Uh, yeah. My name's Parker. I'm also local. Sweet. All right. Right on. Well, thanks for stopping by. And how are you guys liking the convention? It's really cool. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Nice. Awesome. So we're asking everyone what movie, show, or franchise they would want to reboot, revive, remake, re-whatever, um, and why. Uh, so what do you got for it? I said uh, Fast Forward because it was probably one of my favorite shows that I've watched. Nice. Nice. How would you like to make it different if you were to bring it back? Well, the story had had certain characters. I want to see it from different characters' perspectives and see how they would do it and see how they changed their lives to make sure it didn't happen. Sweet, right on. Yeah, I I liked that show a lot, and I the concept alone is so great. Uh, it was really it's a really great concept for a show, and I wish that it had a better chance and, and could have been developed more. So, yeah. How about you? Ah, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It is. Uh, well, there was a very short-lived TV series a while ago called Terra Nova. That one, it was uh, it was really cool. The entire premise of it was humanity's exhausted all the resources. Earth is nothing but a barren wasteland. People had, can buy like oxygen and stuff in order to you know, stay alive and not be so affected by the polluted air. And they managed to invent a time machine. And they're sending people back to the Cretaceous period, 65 million years ago, to start a colony and to start a new life there. And the whole premise of it was, you know, you control the past, you control the future, try to stop all this bad stuff from happening. And it was really interesting. It had a really lot of cool points. Uh, dinosaurs were also present, and that was pretty cool. But I just wish it would have went on longer because it got canceled pretty quickly, and it was a bit upsetting. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I, I didn't watch it, so maybe I'm part of the problem. But I love time travel as, a, as just a science fiction concept. And I like seeing networks and everything take a chance on something like that. So just the fact that like both of those shows got made is astonishing to me. And you're right, I, I wish that they would have a better, find a better audience. And yeah, oh, yeah. so hopefully we get more of that in the future, though. So, all right, well, thanks for uh, recording with us, and uh, yeah, thanks. Okay, so uh, what's your name and where are you from? Miranda Boggs, and I'm from uh, James County. Okay, cool. Um, so we've been asking everybody all weekend uh, if you could revamp or remake or relaunch any franchise, movie, TV show, uh, what would it be? Um... I would redo Doctor Who with Matt Smith and have uh, John Berman come back to it as Captain Jack and see how he would react to River Song and Amy Pond and Rory. I like that. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, so more more John Berman would be fantastic. I agree with you. So uh, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy the convention. Thank you. Oh, okay, just to uh, start off, just introduce yourself, say your name, where you're from, and plug what's, what's your, what, all your stuff. So go ahead. 
Uh, hey, what's up? My name is Brian Alford, and I have a review channel on uh, YouTube. This gaming review channel called Is It Good? And uh, I've known this guy here for about a year now. We did a podcasting panel at uh, PopCon last year. Uh, love your obsessive your podcast. Love what you do. So, yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Right on. So, oh, yeah, go, take it away. Take it away. I was just going to say. So, the question we've been asking everyone is what movie show or franchise would they want to reboot, revive, revive, remake, re whatever? Um, if they could and why, uh, which is a loaded question for a variety of reasons, but what would you pick and why? All right, so I'll make this real, real simple for you, okay? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, because, and here's why. Because I am tired of the rehashing, the remaking, the re, the reboots, the remastering. I want originality, man. Like, that's what I want more. And that's what I love. I'm a child of the 80s and a child of the 90s. Grew up with all the original cool stuff. And I miss that, and I want that now. I want more of that. So, yeah. So, so the answer is no, none. No more. No more, none. All right, right on. And uh, tell us uh, where we can find you, find your uh, stuff. Well, I don't really have a very easy link for YouTube, but if you, but uh, I do also do journalism for Dragon Blogger. You can go to dragonblogger.com. I'm a journalist there. I do a lot of uh, video game reviews. I'm actually doing a PopCon 2016 article as well. Um, so uh, maybe I can get some time from you, Matt, later today, and we can do an interview. I'll do I'll be on the other side of the mic. But, um, but uh, yeah, I do a lot of journalistic opportunities and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Right on. Well, thanks for stopping by. It's great to see you again, of course. So, yeah. yeah. Have a good rest of the convention, man. You too, buddy. Thank you. Take it easy, man. You too. Okay, so uh, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Tristan, and I'm from Indianapolis. Very cool. Um, so we've been asking people all weekend, uh, if you could redo or relaunch, remake any franchise movie or show, what would it be? Well, it'd have to be Edit and Eddie, just because that's one of like my childhood favorite shows. Awesome, awesome. I love the answer. Um, thanks for stopping by. I uh, hope you enjoy the convention. Oh, no problem, and you too. Thank you. Cool. Okay, so why don't you tell us your name and where you're from? I'm Nicholas Rorman, and I'm from Indianapolis. Right on, right on. So we're asking people what movie, show, franchise they would want to re-bit, remake, reboot, revive, or what have you, and why. Um, I have two. I would um, bring back Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Nice. I know they've been working on it, but they're trying to get everyone together so they can make it. So I want to see the sequel that they have written. Um, and then my revival would be uh, The IT Crowd, which is a British sitcom. Nice. Because they ended it and they had a like kind of like a... Oh, here's here's the finale. Let's wrap everything up. And it was extremely disappointing compared to the rest of the show. Was it really? I yeah. still haven't seen it because I don't want to part with it. I don't want I don't want it to have any finality or anything. That's a shame to hear because man, that show was so great. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I would suggest not watching the. It had like they had an hour special or something, and it was like they set up everything well, but it just fell flat. Like they were trying to end it, and it was just it was sad. That's too bad. That's too bad. Uh, so yeah, is that? Did you uh, did you have more or anything, or is that it? Um, well, I have a YouTube channel. It's a <laughs> it's Necron Creations, and you can check it out. I have some short films I made on there and a bunch of sketches. Sweet, right on, right on. And how do you spell that? Just so everyone. Knows. It's N I C R O N Creations. Right on, awesome. And links to that will be in the show notes of the episode, of course. Every everything. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you have to say my name or anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll prompt you here. All right, so uh, where are you from and what's your name? Hi, I'm Marcel and I'm from Indianapolis, Northwest Side. What's up? And um, what's up? What? Oh, do I say what I need to? 
Um, I'll just ask you. Okay. So all weekend we've been asking everybody uh, if you could revamp, relaunch, remake, re-whatever, any franchise movie or TV show, uh, what would it be and why? Well, I heard they were already trying to reboot Samurai Jack. I think that would be totally badass. Oh, shit. Can I say uh, anything? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I heard they're already doing Samurai Jack. That'd be really cool. And strangely enough, I want to see what they would do with Totally Spies because that's like a guilty pleasure show for everybody. So, very cool. I like that answer. That's the first time we've heard that. Thank you. Sorry, I cursed. All right. Uh, if you want to just say your name and where you're from. My name's Eamon Haggerty. I'm from the magical faraway land of Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> right on. Right on. So, uh, what's your answer? What's your answer to our question this weekend? So, if I was going to remake something, I think um, the anime uh, Tengen Topa Gurren Lagann would make an awesome live-action movie. Um, the show has some awesome action set pieces. There's some great three-dimensional characters, which is something that, especially in the world of anime, would uh, isn't it's, it's kind of few and far between sometimes. And I just think it would be a great way to bring uh, such a great series to a wider audience. And especially now when you got stuff like Pacific Rim taking off and a lot of big-budget uh, comic book movies, I think... This would definitely be a good contender in today's movie market. So, for a revival of a series, mine would be a couple. It would be. It would have to be the old Cartoon Network DC shows, okay. like uh, um, they, they uh, like Teen Titans, Young Justice, Static Shock, Static Shock um, <laughs> to a lesser extent, because the show they they there was some great talent behind those shows, some great voice, not only great voice talent, but some great writing talent. And it's a shame that uh, Cartoon Network sort of put those aside um, to try and make big... Uh, it's, they're not bad. Like, Teen Titans Go! It's not a bad show, but it's definitely not the same because it's definitely t- geared towards a younger audience and it's, it doesn't take itself quite as seriously, which is not a bad thing, but I think there's definitely is a place for a more serious uh, comic book adaptation in children's television. So I think bringing some of those programs back, for an, like, especially it's like a new season, since Young Justice ended on a... On such a, I'd say a, kind of a cliffhanger, really. So I, I think bringing it back would be a, a great addition. Sweet, that's awesome. And uh, you have a YouTube channel as well, and a short film that was here at Popcorn. Yes, sir. Uh, my YouTube channel is called Amodec. It's E A M O D E C. Um, I have some films on there. Uh, one of my newest short films, Netflix and Kill, was just screened. Um, here at Indie PopCon to uh, thunderous applause. Um, I also have uh, two uh, feature-length films uh, called the, the Red Toast Saga. Um, they're sort of like uh, science fiction action-adventure films made by a bunch of high, uh, high school kids. So, yeah. It's, it's that's awesome. Of, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Thank you very much. Sophie. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. And, of course, links to this will be in the show notes of the episode. And Netflix and Kill, that's just such an awesome title. And I'm uh, looking forward to checking that out. So thanks for stopping by and hope you have a good rest of the convention. Okay, so uh, tell us your name and where you're from. Uh, my name's Devin, and I'm from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow, cool. Um, so we've been asking everybody all weekend if you could reboot, remake, revamp any TV show, movie, or franchise, uh, what would it be and why? Do you have an answer for that? I do. Um, I'd say the uh, the Star Trek franchise on TV. Um, I know the we have the movies and stuff, but I think a lot of Star Trek fans uh, are like, you know, why can't we look, sit down on our couch and watch a show uh, every week and, and take in this experience? Uh, 
I, th- I just think it would be really cool to finally be able to, to say, you know, I watched Star Trek just like my father or my grandfather did uh, when they were younger. So I just think that would be really cool. Awesome. I agree. Uh, I think there's a new series coming out soon. Uh, I, I think it's going to be on Netflix, maybe. Yeah, so that'll be good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for stopping by. Awesome. All right, so why don't you tell us your name, where you're from, and your Twitch channel and all that stuff. Uh, I'm uh, the board gamer uh, from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, coming up here as a guest of uh, the Indie Popcon, uh, just uh, having a great time with our good fellow here uh, for the Obsessive Viewer bo- Podcast. Yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, but uh, mainly uh, I do co-hosting with uh, Sir Tony Ray on uh, RS Glory and Gold. Uh, that's on Twitch.tv as well as we do have a uh, YouTube. So. Right on. That's awesome. Well, it's, I'm glad to have you on the podcast here. Um, what we're asking people is what show, movie, franchise they would reboot, remake, revive if they ha- if they could and why they would do it. You know, just that you just totally uh, phrase the question like that. They should bring back reboot, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, I mean, and that's the thing. Back then, you know, it was the best graphics back in the day for CG for a television series could only imagine it right now if they rebooted it reboot oh my god it would be beautiful i, I would hope so <laughs> I mean, especially in this culture where it's like we're in such a meta culture too that would be that'd be hilarious i'm not even familiar with reboot or anything really? i'm really not so just the fact that it's named reboot rebooting it would be meta in itself what uh what exactly is it what's like the elevator pitch for reboot uh, uh, for those who don't know well, what it was was uh, basically uh, they were uh, in a computer world. I mean, it was one of those type things where they're like, oh, God, uh, basically like Tron. You know how Tron was where they were in the computer system, Internet, all that stuff? I mean, that, that's basically what Reboot back in the day. I mean, now I feel old because it's like, oh, hey, I don't know that show. I mean, uh But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was a good show. I mean, it, like I said, back then it was... Uh, I think one of the first uh, CG uh, like kids shows that they had on, and I mean it, it was a really really uh, well structured show, and uh, they had like about four or five seasons. So I mean at least it was doing well. <laughs> but, awesome. Well, that's a good answer. That's the first we've gotten to that. So that's awesome. Uh, once again, tell us where where you can find your work and everything. And uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I uh, mainly do co-hosting with uh, Sir Tony Ray on uh, Twitch TV. Uh, backslash uh, RS Glory and Gold. We're the uh, number one in RuneScape right now, uh, as of this weekend. And, uh, of course, we're having a great time meeting a lot of friends and uh, meeting some really good characters like this, the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Right on, Matt. Right on, man. Thank you for stopping by, and congratulations on all your success as well. And I hope you have a fun rest of the convention. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I'm here with uh, the guys from Gaming in Progress, and uh, why don't you tell me your name and where you're from and what you guys are all about? Uh, my name is Devin. I'm the leader, basically, of Gaming in Progress. I'm the person who founded it a couple years ago. We're based out of Michigan. We're a YouTube channel. We do Let's Plays, gaming commentary, gaming news, tech news, tech reviews, uh, airsoft, gaming skits, all kinds of stuff, really. i uh, even been dabbling with video game music videos lately as well. Um, so that's basically what we do. We do that on basically a daily basis, and uh, we're here at the convention, our second year in a row, actually. This is the first time we have our booth, though, so we're really excited about that. 
Very cool. Yeah, we're glad you guys came out uh, all the way from Michigan too. That's really that's really cool. You come down. So uh, all weekend we've been asking people what uh, movie franchise or TV show or something like that that they would want to reboot or relaunch, re whatever. Uh, did you have an answer for that? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, I think that uh, there's been a lot of TV shows that have been canceled before they really get off the ground and moving. And the latest one that I've seen so far that's going to be my answer, obviously, would have to be Ascension that was on Sci-Fi. Ran for six episodes. It was a, ended up being a six-part miniseries, but it should have got the full series treatment in the same way that Battlestar Galactica did because Ascension was really good. And it was one of those shows where you watch it, and then just when you think you know what's going on, they reveal that, oh, they're not actually somewhere, but they're somewhere else doing something else, you know. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but uh, i definitely say Ascension. Very cool, yeah. I, uh, I watched Battlestar Galactica, and, you know, Sci-Fi has some cool shows to put out. I, I didn't watch any Ascension, but, uh, hey, I think that's a cool answer. We haven't heard that one yet, so... Um, can you tell us uh, where we can find your, your uh, channel? Like, what's, uh, what's it listed under on YouTube? Uh, our channel is ga- uh, listed under Gaming in Progress on YouTube. There will only be two of those results. We're always the top one. The other one's an inactive one. Um, but, or you can just type into the search bar or into your address bar, youtube.com slash Progress. It'll take you right to us. You can also find us on Facebook on facebook.com slash Progress. We have a Twitter as well, which is Gaming in Progress. And we also have our own website, which is gaminginprogress.net. All right, really cool. That's very cool. Uh, we'll uh, tell everybody to check that out, and uh, thanks for talking to us. Awesome. Thank you for talking to me as well. Have a good one. Do you say my name or anything? Uh, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll... All right, so why don't you tell us uh, your name and where you're from? I'm Dimitri Passion. I'm from the Raymore, Missouri area. Uh, I'd probably bring back Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends, a really old TV show on Cartoon Network. It's something that really made my childhood, and I'd love to see it again. Sweet, that's an awesome answer. Nice, and uh, you're here for your you were you came here for your 16th birthday, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Came down here because I thought it'd be fun to go to. Sweet, right on. Well, happy birthday, man, and uh, hope you have a good rest of the convention. I plan to. Okay, so now I'm here with uh, Alex or his handle Aries uh, with Gaming in Progress, and uh, he also has an answer for our question about what he would like to see rebooted. So, uh, what did you want to see rebooted? This is kind of weird because I gotta say. Uh, it's always been my answer up until this point, only because up to this point it hasn't been rebooted, and it's just been announced by uh, Adult Swim that it will be rebooted, and that's Samurai Jack. So I know that's going to be rebooted, but it's always been my answer, and it's probably made me the happiest, uh, probably one of the happiest like messages I've ever received about any like pop culture thing, is that they're finally going to reboot that. Very cool. I think you're the second or third person we've say we've heard say Samurai Jack, so I've never watched any of it, but uh, yeah, I... I may have to now that they're bringing it back. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a good series to watch. I know it's not anime, but it's definitely the best kind of, like, samurai-type samurai cartoon that's not made in Japan. <laughs> All right, really cool. Well, uh, thanks for talking to us, and hope you have a good con. Yep, you too. Cool. All right, so go ahead and tell us uh, your names, where you're from, and uh, your your channel and everything. Okay. Uh, my name is Tom, a.k.a. Linear Effect. Our YouTube channel is Linear Radio. Um, Biafra, you introduce yourself. My name is Biafra, aka Tyrannicide, also on Linear Radio. 
wasn't prepared. <laughs> so, so in the question. <laughs> right. right on. Well, uh, the question we're asking everyone is what movie, show, or franchise would you remake, reboot, revive if you could, and what would it be and why? Um, okay. So I got a real obscure one. or Not obscure, but it's one that probably no one is going to guess, see coming. Extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters. Have you, ha, yeah, have you ever heard of that? I have not. Uh, do tell. Uh, okay. It is... Um, there was an original cartoon of the Ghostbusters after the movie was such a success. Then they um, they came out with a show... I can't. I don't know if it came out in the 90s or when it actually watched it. I watched it when I was in elementary school to middle school. Okay. You know, I didn't really see... Uh, when it appeared, but it followed after the Ghostbusters kind of like uh, disbanded with their separate ways, and Egon is kind of the only left the guy left uh, doing anything. Okay. And he really wasn't doing anything for a long time. And then these like four college kids get wrapped up in it, and it's nice too because it's not the trope of them being high school kids; they're college kids. They're literally going to college classes, and they're the only four students to show up for Egon's class. And it's really funny, too, because it is, like, a real big cliche textbook thing. Okay. You know what I mean? When you open a textbook when you're in high school or anything, here's the cast. is was a guy in a wheelchair, um, a Latina. Oh, no, wait. No, a goth girl, uh, uh, a Latino, and a black guy. And that was the cast. And I was like, that is the most, like, ethnically diverse cast. But anyway, it was billed like this, like, oh, it's all dark, it's grungy, it's scary. Like, like, it's more about scary. And I'm like, it was good. And I watched it recently, I'm like, oh, it's pretty good for a 90s kids cartoon show. And I think if they remade that as a movie, that could, I, it would be cool. Especially if, I, don't, I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters. Right. I don't know how good it's going to do. I don't know, I guess it's a reboot and not... A sequel, right? Uh, it seems uh, like a, more of a more of a remake, I think, than anything else. Not like it's not, know. you know. I'm not sure exactly, but well, you know. they could do Extreme Ghostbusters as an actual sequel, and they could get away with it. I think it would be. Would a, you, oh, sorry. Would you? Uh, would it? Would it be a live action? Was the original a cartoon? The original one was a cartoon, gotcha. but it was supposed to be a a sequel. Right. So right. you could make a sequel. Uh, live action movie out of it too and I think it would work really well so you would want to see live action yeah yeah right on cool cool how about you uh let's see kind of I'm kind of tired so you got to bear with me but um um I think a show that I would like is uh have you seen Freaks and Geeks oh yeah I really enjoyed that growing up as a kid well I guess hasn't been that long but um yeah it just was about nerd cultures and nerds growing up in the world and I guess that revamping again would I guess follow the trend of how like what's that really annoying show that they have uh, the Big Bang Theory oh god yeah I, I hate that show I wish that would just go off and just revamp Freaks and Geeks and just put that in its place yeah. that would better Understand to show the world how nerd culture really is and how nerds handle people making fun of them and how they deal with it. And how, like, because it didn't just have nerds, it also had, like, jocks and normal people 
or normal kids and like how they dealt with like their daily lives and how they dealt with situations. So like, I guess that's like the main point I was trying to get out of it with my <laughs> tiredness. But I think that's all really I have. <laughs> Right on, yeah, it's the last day of the convention, so everyone's pretty tired and everything. Uh, follow-up question for that is, uh, would you want it to be still set in, like, the 80s, or would you want it to take, like, tackle, like, uh, the nerd culture and everything of the 90s or early 2000s, since we're now in 2016 and everything? Um, I think they, would, they should probably do it, like, the current time, because if they went back to that time period, it would be super outdated and no one would really understand, like, the jokes and the humor, so... Okay, cool. Right on. And tell us, uh, again, where we where you can find Linear Radio and all your stuff. Um, you can find us on YouTube at The Linear Radio. Um, well, it's at... it's Okay, it's YouTube slash... It's YouTube.com slash Linear Radio. Oh, God damn it, I f***ed it up again. Anyway, <laughs> just look it up on YouTube. You'll find it. There's not many things called Linear Radio. Uh, we're also on Twitter at... Actually, it's probably just Linear Radio. Um... We're on Facebook on Linear Radio. We have a Tumblr, but don't look at it. We don't. We don't have an updated it in like a year. I, I've been using my own Twitter, like Tumblr to ever tumble anything about our channel. Nice. All right. Well, right on. And uh, thanks for stopping by. And have a good rest of the convention. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So those were all of our booth answers, um, booth recordings at this year's PopCon. Tiny, what do you think of the people that uh, that recorded with us? Oh, they were great. I, like you said, everyone just it, that's it, that's what's great about the question is it taps into what people are passionate about mm-hmm. and gets their imagination running. I loved I loved a lot of the answers. Uh, like our friend Tony mentioned, uh, Tron, um, Halloween got mentioned, mm-hmm. Samurai Jack. Our friends Billy and Brandon brought up uh, uh, the turtles. Nice. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So mm-hmm. just a lot of great answers. So did Fecus. Fecus, and, yeah. And uh, also, I, I, liked, I liked that we got a cheers. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> I, at least one Quantum Leap. I think right. I heard you give one. I, I haven't actually listened to the recordings yet. Mm-hmm. Inside Baseball. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had a lot of really great answers. And now, now the pressure is on for us to A, give us, give you guys our answers as well. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. you would think is something that I'd considered all weekend, but haven't really <laughs> given it too much thought. But um, well, I can go first then. Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, so Tiny, what movie, TV show, or franchise would you want to remake, reboot, revive, or re whatever? Well, I mean, the obvious answer. I have two. The obvious answer is Firefly. Okay, because Firefly. I mean, it's right. like that did not have enough. Just did not have enough time. Um, and, you know, some other people mentioned that as well. A lot of mm-hmm. people thought of Firefly right off the bat. Um, and some people were like, well, would you include the canon from the movie? Or would you leave that out? Or, you know, what would That's this be? True. What would that be? Do you... Because the movie was kind of conclusive, you know? It was. So, and there were some very, very big moments in the movie that would yeah. have ripples. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. How would you? <laughs> I would, because like, you can't ignore it. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, <laughs> big deal. Uh, so yeah, you, <laughs> right. you can't ignore it in my, at least in my book. I don't think you can ignore it. So, um, yeah, I'd leave, I'd leave the movie in, but I think there's still, there's still so much more to tell with those, those characters. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely love to see that continue. Um, but then nice. the less obvious answer, uh, for me, I'll, I'll, maybe not that 
unobvious, but uh, <laughs> I would like to see uh, Battlestar Galactica continue. Interesting. Um, and you know they have they have done a lot with that, or they've done more with that uh, that franchise. They had uh, Caprica, which is like the prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched any of that, but I've I've heard it's good. Um, but I I know that I'm not alone when I say that I I really wasn't that satisfied with the ending of uh the ending of Battlestar Galactica. Um, I am talking about the remake, ironically. <laughs> um, I've never seen the original series. I've, mm-hmm. I hear it's pretty cheesy. Um, but I, a lot of people weren't that satisfied with it. Um, I, I know a lot of diehard Lost fans, like me and you, who loved mm-hmm. the last season of Lost. Um, they'll bring up the last season or the ending of Battlestar Galactica because they answered everything. Did they every see, every I'm still question? My way through it. Yeah, every question is answered. Everything is concluded <laughs> in Battlestar Galactica, and it just really was not that satisfying. Um, and so I, I'm not going to spoil the ending of Battlestar Galactica, but I think it'd be cool to. I don't even think they need to come in like right at the timeline when that ended. I think 20 years later or something like that mm-hmm. would be a cool place to start and and to continue that story. Interesting. Um, even with like all new characters and stuff. I mean. I, I think it'd be really fun. I, th- there's that's just such a there's so much depth to that story and that that conflict. I I think there's a lot more they could tap into in that franchise. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, I'm still working my way through season two of Battlestar Galactica. I kind of dropped off again, again. Ugh. This is the second time that this has happened. I need to sit down and just watch the damn thing. Yes, you do. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll get to that. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make it kind of easy, um, here, because, uh, this answer was one of, probably one of my favorite answers we got all weekend was, uh, the show, uh, Flash Forward, mm-hmm. which, when it came out, it came out, we talked, I mean, we talked about it in our TV, uh, One Season Wonders, but I would love to see it like, like one of the, one of the, bo- one of the popcorn attendees said at our booth, I would like to see it revit, uh, I would like to see it revi- uh, revisited. Wow. And I would like to see it basically created with a sense of what they want to do with the, with the scope of it. And I would like to not see it on network TV. I'd like to see it on basic cable. Um, and have, because I think that that concept, the concept that everyone on the planet blacks out for X amount of time and everyone while they're blacked out has a vision of the future. So everyone has this, this vision of the future and then they wake up and they have to deal with the consequences of those visions. And like the ones who don't have visions, they have to deal with the consequences of, are they going to die within the next, how, whatever time frame? And in order to adapt to the, to television back in, I think it was what, 2009, 2010. Um, in order to do that, they had to, they had to shorten the time frame. So, um, in the book, uh, in the book by Robert J. Sawyer, everyone had a vision 20 years in the future, mm-hmm. which I really need to read that book. But in the show, they had it like, I think it was like 16 months, 18 months, something like that in the future. Um, I think it would be really clever if they rebooted it, redid it, completely, completely remade it basically to where this is an original thing. The original series didn't happen. Um, and just really, really play with the consequences of what happens in a very 
science science fiction way that isn't pandering to a network audience, basically. Yeah. And I think that they could really have a lot of fun with the ex- not fun, well, yeah, fun with the existentialism that comes with this and the mystery surrounding it. I think that it's time that we have something like that, um, because when it came out, it was it was kind of playing into the the lost crowd and how. Um, it was, it was kind of aping, aping lost somewhat in a style, in style. And I don't think, I don't think audiences were receptive to that. Um, mostly because <laughs> lost was on its way to being a somewhat divisive finale. Right. And people were kind of more tired of the, of, from their perspective being, uh, strung along by the mysteries of lost and they weren't really prepared for that. But I think that, with some time and to and with some time between um when in this time frame in this time in this time if they relaunched it and actually like set out and um remade it uh they could actually you know do it well and i just thought of another one that was so much better god <laughs> Anyway, I'll just throw this out uh, under the dome because, oh, yeah. yeah, the source material is so incredible. It's right there that the entire town is classic Stephen King. Um, it's all about power plays and about human interactions in this supernatural scenario. I would love to see that re- remade with a proper vision and again, not on network TV, something on basic cable or on yeah. the premium channels or on, or on Netflix. I think that that could be a vastly entertaining and enthralling series um i agree both of those shows were hamstrung by network crap yeah yeah all the all the junk that goes with being a network show Mm -hmm. i agree yep okay so yeah those are our picks and once again thank you to everyone at indie popcon all the volunteers at indie popcon everyone who stopped by the booth and spoke to us everyone that took one of our cards and you know everyone everyone that made it such a great weekend and we can't wait to see you guys again next year agreed thanks guys yep thanks guys and also um i first of all for this next part welcome new listeners to the podcast hello um any new ones that we picked up from popcon i apologize for being so um, low energy tonight because I am just dragging, but I promise it's not normal. <laughs> Tiny, you talk. Yeah, PopCon got all our energy. That's where it, it did. Pizza's walking towards the laptop oh, right that's now. That's always terrifying. Oh no, what's she gonna? Oh, is she gonna pause it? <laughs> is she gonna pause it? Oh my god! With her, with her paw. I hope she she's walking on the laptop. <laughs> oh, oh, pizza! Gonna go. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Oh, she's about to. She's about to. Why is this entertaining? Because uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably gonna cut that out. <laughs> okay. Um. So anyway. Uh. Okay. So this. Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. 
The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at matt, tiny, or mike at obsessiveviewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at obsessiveviewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Obsessive Viewer and follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site, obsessivebooknerd.com, for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.